Today's episode of MBSing is sponsored by Emporium Arcade Bar. Emporium hosts awesome game, beer, food, and live music events daily in Wicker Park and Logan Square. Visit EmporiumChicago.com for info. Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my good friend, Adam Shrek, and he talks to me about his love of the Boy Scouts of America. Adam is a literally card-carrying member of the Eagle Scouts, uh, along with my older brother, so I was able to kind of use that uh, insight to inform the way I entered the conversation. I also was a Girl Scout growing up, so we kind of compared notes on that. And discussed how both organizations, especially the Girl Scouts, seem to be very gendered uh, just in terms of like activities and uh, general camp uh, mindsets. So that was a frustrating thing for me growing up. Um, it seems like the Boy Scouts are kind of moving in the right direction of being a little more accepting as an organization. We talked about that at the top. Um, but we definitely don't uh, skim over some of the, the foibles that people can have with the org, which I really appreciated about the conversation, but also how much, you know, joy and camaraderie and experience and skill um, and confidence that Adam got out of being uh, becoming an Eagle Scout and spending his youth doing that. Uh, this was a total joy to record. It's worth mentioning that Adam is the fiancé of last week's guest, Caitlin Steffen. So that kind of closes the loop, uh, so to speak. And I think they're a good little double feature. And uh, I, I had an absolute great time with both of them. And spending some more time with them over the last couple of weeks has been so much fun. They're such good people. And so easy to talk to, and uh, they both welcomed me into their home to record these eps. Also, in the interest of full disclosure, about an hour into this, uh, my garage band crashed, and I had to recover the file. So thankfully, I didn't lose it. But we did kind of have to reset and revamp back into some uh, momentum towards the end. So we kind of changed gears a little in a very fun way. We talked a lot about performance and. Um, a show that Adam did at the Annoyance that I was an intern during that I got to see a lot and um, meet a lot of the guys in called Tiny Fascists. So it was really cool to directly relate uh, that experience with Adam and talk about how his Boy Scouting experience really, you know, uh, affected that and uh, uh, fed into that. Uh, speaking of the Annoyance, you can see me in two different weekly shows there right now at 8 o'clock on Thursday nights. Uh... You can see Ask Your Doctor, Pharmaceutical Musical. I play a fun, hippie doctor character, and I get to sing a song. If that doesn't sound like your speed, come on Thursdays at 9.30 and check out some improv. I close the show, The Fishbowl, with my group, Sight Unseen, all of whom have been guests on this program. So if you're looking for episodes to go back to because you think this one was fun, check out any of those episodes. That's Jimmy Pennington, Steve Nelson, Megan Strickland, Rosie Moan, and Mark Logston. They're all just banger eps, just like 
this one. One last thing, I'd love to ask everyone to support the other podcasts in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. One way you can do so is to go to Your Stories at the Chicago Design Museum this Saturday, January 23rd at 7 p.m. That's downtown at, I believe it's called Block 37. It's 108 State And uh, the lineup of speakers that night is so wonderful because Tanner Woodford of the Chicago Design Museum helped curate that list. And man, jazz singer, DePaul professors, uh, Cards Against Humanity designer who I absolutely love named Amy Schwartz. Going to be a good one, guys. Uh, Another show that I'd love for people to check out in the Chicago Podcast Co-op is Random Conversations with Elizabeth. I think she's just finding a lot of cool voices in this community that may not get recognized otherwise. And uh, it's a great opportunity to learn and be entertained and live vicariously through the lives of those people. I think she does a wonderful job hosting. And uh, if you listen to that or this or your stories or any of the other shows in the Chicago Podcast Co-op, share them with people, um, rate them on iTunes. It's the best way that we have to gain uh, other listeners, and it's the best way that you can help local um, artists and performers is by championing the work of theirs that you like. You know, everybody knows that Marvel exists. Everybody knows that Star Wars exists. So maybe, you know, one day instead of posting about one of those, you post about this local podcast that you like. That's advice from Mark Coulomb that I remember on then at least a weekly basis. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this. I really appreciate it. And I know that you're going to enjoy the show with Adam Shrek. Uh, my guest today is Adam Shrek, and he's going to be talking to me about his love of Boy Scouting. Boy Scout. The Boy Scouts of America. The Boy the BSA. The BSA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where would you say the origin of your love for the old BSA started? Uh, I mean, I guess you would say in my own, like, personal experience of mm-hmm. Boy Scouting, uh, which I guess even started in Cub Scouting, even though you do not have to be a Cub Scout to be a Boy Scout, which and is a common misconception between the two. They are both run by the Boy Scouts of America. Okay. They are one that was gonna be my next organization. Question. Um but you don't have to have been a Cub Scout. So you can enter Boy Scouting in its lowest rank as a Scout without ever having previously done Cub Scouting activities or earning anything. Because there's not really a lot to earn in terms of Cub Scouts other than a different patch right. and a different animal name associated to you. <laughs> Weeblows. Yeah, Weeblows is the final. We be loyal Scouts, Weeblows. That's what it stands for? Uh, now, I can't confirm that for sure, but that's like the like. We be loyal Scouts. We be loyal Scouts is like, that's what they, they say it is. I, I don't know, because also some people say that Weeblows has some sort of Native American. Yeah, I think that's what I always assume. Uh, term, because, yeah, they're, the two are sort of like. <laughs> There's a weird crossover of Native American tradition with Boy Scouts in a, in a somewhat problematic racist way. Oh, um, uh, yes, of course. More, more specifically than anything else, the Order of the Arrow, which is a secret society within Boy Scouts, they have to be voted into. That above anything else is so like problematically a lot of Native Americans. Right. <laughs> Let's just take everything we like about their culture and forget all of the bad stuff we did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, we love is the final. Uh, Glad we addressed that up top. Yeah, uh, there. Are, I mean, I have a lot of issues and problems with the Boy Scouts of 
Yeah, I mean, I think um, they're, they're getting better though. Yeah, you you can you can be gay, which is amazing I was and great. Say, I, um, and for so long you couldn't, and that sucked. Um, and they're working on making it so that you can be an adult leader and also be gay. Um, yeah, I didn't think that that was something they had quite. Uh, Put a, a seal of approval on yet. And, and to be honest, the fact that they separated the two made sense. It sucks that they had to. Um, that you to had to put a distinction okay of for a, a scout being gay and a leader being gay because the homophobia of an adult male with children is is a, a much harder fear to like quell in people, people to yeah. be like you're being absurd and sure. ridiculous. Sure, um, but I. So th- that was the battle they won first. Yeah. And, but now, th- as I understand it, the last time I, like, heard, they're on their way to making it so that you can be an adult leader and also be gay, good. which is great. Yeah. And everyone can be included. Yeah, um, good. The religious aspect of Boy Scouting is somewhat of an issue because technically you do have to belong to some type of religion. Really? Also, because reverence is one of the 12 oh. laws. Um, what are, loyal, what are, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. I knew you'd be able to um, rattle yeah, so them off. the 12 of it, and it does not matter what faith you adhere to, you just have to adhere some to some particular faith. Religious faith. Which, for, for, I don't know specifically when this happened, but for a while there was issue in that, like, origin, the, the origin of that is obviously a Christian faith. Right, um, But right. then that obviously extended to, to Muslim and, you know, Judaism, whatever it may be. Uh, but... Yeah, I, there was an issue I recall when I was a scout where they kicked two scouts out of their troop because they were like practicing atheists. I was going to ask if uh, like atheism or agnosticism was considered uh, some sort of no, which is an interesting argument into itself that like the, the definition of religion is people adhering to a common belief or cause. So atheism is, is own almost in itself a religion. Sure. Um, but yeah, that, no, not, there, not there's so gotta much. be a, a belief in like a higher power. Now there's no test right. you go in <laughs> that you have to be like, I believe in God. So right. if it never comes up, it never comes up. And I mean, but there's also, I would assume, you know, before every meal, I'm sure there was some sort of prayer. Not, not, not in ours. Um, we never ever did anything with it other than we were affiliated with a church, which is so often sure. what. Most troops are. Yeah, I remember talking with. to you about that a little bit. So our troop was associated with St. Valentine's Church, which is also where I went to grade school. Which um, was Catholic? Catholic grade school, yeah. So first through eighth. Um, wow. So, yeah. So my meetings were in my school gym. So I spent a lot, a lot of, of time, time in, school. in the building. Um, <laughs> yeah. So even after I had graduated and went to public high school, I was still going back to oh, the gym. That's for, really funny. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm trying to think beyond that any religious tendency. Yeah, and I, I really can't think of any, which is so funny that, like, you gotta be reverent, and then... I remember at my brother's Eagle Scout ceremony, uh, I I believe I read a prayer. Like, a, a prayer for oh, sure. a Boy Scout, or a prayer for an Eagle Scout, or something okay. like that. I'm... I'm I'm fairly certain that was my contribution to his ceremony. Right, and we should say uh, an Eagle Scout ceremony is like a uh, it's it's a it's a big deal. It's yeah. like a big uh, formal occasion for when you are finally like handed your Eagle Scout badge, um, and then afterwards tends to be like 
a, a weird, still sort of formal feeling party where there's like cake and you like it hang was out. super weird. Um, but, I couldn't believe they, you know, you order like special invitations right. and stuff like that. Like my brother had this whole, you know, kit mm-hmm. for becoming having his party. Right. And if or yours or anything like ours, like like state representatives would come to them, like oh, members yeah, of maybe. the American Legion would come. So like I was. It awarded. was at the courthouse. Oh, ours ours was just in our Frawley Hall, which ours is, which is just the, the cafeteria of St. Valentine's. Hilarious. Which is also where my parents' wedding reception was. Hilarious. Was well, well before we ever went yeah, to I was that school. Say, that would have been way before my dad that. grew up in the town where my. The school was, but they belonged to a different Catholic parish, which was also there. And but Frawley Hall just happened to be a big place <laughs> to fit people. So it was funny then to like. So they got married at a different church and then went to another. Yes, church to another church's for their reception. reception. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's where my ego set ceremony was. Mine, we broke tradition because we wanted ours to feel fun. Sure. We wanted, as much as it was good for an you. honor and a, and a privilege to be receiving it, we also wanted it to feel like. This was a really cool, fun thing we got to do. Sure. And it's a celebration of that as well. So I did that with my best friends. We had oh, a combined fun. eagle ceremony. Yeah, my brother's was just his own. Um, which uh, is the norm. Uh, no one had ever done that, at least in our troop. But, like, every memory I have of Boy Scouting is, like, entwined with him. Aww. Um so we did it together. Yeah. And, like, we, they always did, like, a slideshow. Yeah. Um, of, like, it, it, him. And it's typically to, as told through, like, as you progress through the ranks. Right. Here he is earning his whatever badge as a, as a star scout. And that were like, whatever it may be. And we picked our own photos because we've always thought that, like, where did you find that photo? <laughs> this is so impersonal oh, and sure. weird. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy who did it, who was our troop historian, was, like, <laughs> responsible for it. And he was a, a wonderful guy whose son had been removed from the troop for a very long time, though. Um, and was he did he it as, like, a volunteer. Was dirty atheists? Uh, no. And I, by removed, I mean that he had become, when you were oh, 18, he far removed. you have to yeah, do formal training to be in a leader. And you're not technically allowed to be on trips unless you have that leader training. Right. Because um, you're no longer a scout. Right. Uh, and a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Um, it, it, every now and then, within that, like... Depending on when you turned 18, there was that grace period of, like, yeah, you can still come and hang out on the trips or whatever right. it may be. Right, um, But so, like, I don't have leader training, so sure. I technically could not go on it. But the, just that, like, his son had gone eagle and become an adult and moved Got on. It. Um, but he was still around. But he didn't really know anything about us. Right. And, like, the facts would be wrong. Oh, When you're, like, talking about, like, no, that's not what that is. It's not even the camp we're at. <laughs> None of that is right. The so person you're referencing in the photo. Uh, so we would do a bunch. We would, like, make our own. Um, but, yeah, but, like, I'm, I, we got other awards and stuff at it, too, because representatives are from different military organizations would come. The Like I said, the American Legion, the Elks would maybe come. I'm fairly certain... That Rick Santorum was at a couple of ours. Um, Shut up. Not at mine. Um, that is so weird. So, yeah, what an awful, awful man. Yeah, um, I was like, an awful, awful. That's man. horrifying. But like, he's when you're, uh, you know, because I would have started going the to them at like eleven or twelve, watching other like the older scouts become eagle. Yeah, um, was like, wow, that guy seems cool and important. Yeah. Um. Because at the time, because before he was a senator, I think he was a representative. 
Um, don't quote me on that. I have no idea of Rick Santorum's Yeah, I, like, career. wrote it down because I'm just, like, curious to know um, his political position I'm fairly position. certain that at earlier ones, he was there. So we're talking, like, around 2000? 2000. I got mine in 2005. Yeah. So, yeah. I was thinking of my brother, and he is five years older than me, so that's way before you. Yeah, so anywhere between, like, 97 to, like, 2005-ish. But, like, he was definitely not at mine. Right, right, right. Um, Mine was Tim something, was our, like, the representative at that time from, like, Pennsylvania. But, like, a state representative was definitely at mine. But, like, that was, like, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, sure. invite people to How could it not be? Yeah. Um, Because one in every... It's gone up. When I was doing it, I think it was 250, but like one in every 250 scouts becomes an Eagle Scout. Really? Yeah. That, I knew it was pretty rare for um, someone to like go through the whole program like that, um, or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> all the ranks. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't know if I would have thought it was that one in two fifty. Yeah, and it's. I think it's gotten higher. I think now it's like one in three hundred. That wouldn't necessarily support. Well, I, me. The, the number of scouting participants in general, I'm sure, has decreased drastically. I would think so too. Over time, I'm sure it's become a way less popular thing. I know for a fact that my troop dissolved this year. My dad really? was like really upset about it. Really, and like I was so not upset. Right. I am not a nostalgic person at all. <laughs> Um, I don't attach a much like emotional connection to like like well I'm not there anymore. So right, it doesn't matter. Care. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter to me. Right. Um, but I guess there is some sadness in knowing that like when I was going through there were fifty of us or so, like a fairly large group of kids, and then when they dissolved, there was four of them. Yeah. So they got absorbed by a different troop. Right. Troop four, which is funny because we would take kids from troop four when I was going through because we were the cooler troop. Oh, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> adult leaders have to be on campouts. Uh huh. For many legal reasons. Right. Uh, because we're, we're kids and we're playing with fire, fire. And, and, and knives sure. and hatchets things. and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we were very insistent on that, like, they didn't do anything. Unless they had to. Right. So their job was pretty much to sit in it. Like, almost Supervise. like a lifeguard. Right. You're just there if something goes terribly wrong. But, sure. like, we would do everything. Wow. And we would go on, like, camperees or jamborees or mm-hmm. the, the, all of the, the various troops from a, a district get together. So, like, we were part of the Conestoga district um, <laughs> and uh, the Greater Pittsburgh Council. Uh, so there are districts within a council oh, okay. um, that then make up. I, I don't know if – and then there were state within that and then from state national part of, like, the BSA umbrella. Sure. Um, but so the Conestoga district would have their camperees, which would be, like, a weekend where you would participate in, like, activities and games against each other. It was, like, a competition. Oh, that's cool. Which we were very proud of winning. <laughs> um, almost consistently across the really? Um, How many troops would be involved in those kind of things? Oh, like 20 or so. Um, and you guys were... We were good. The tops. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we would always say we found ways to cheat without breaking the rules. Okay, so you were resourceful. Right. Like, uh, like <laughs> I remember there was one you had to make pancakes in a certain amount of time. But the rule was just that the batter had to disappear, not that you actually physically had to make pancakes, even though that was the ultimate goal. You just had to eat the contents of the bowl, so we would drink the batter. Gross. Or uh, you had to get... Uh, also, that is, like, um, that is iffy. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, or, uh, 
together and be like a twine. That was like, that was the like shrug guy emoji. That's what Adam just did the like guy with his arms out about that pancake competition. So he's still feeling pretty good about you that win, victory. Um, or there would be like a twine tied between like two, like maybe like uh, field posts or something. And it was like, build a fire to burn the twine. I'm sure. sure twine. So we would just get a giant log and turn it on its side and build a little Start tiny the fire, fire on top, on top, of, top of the log. And so our twine would be gone in like, <laughs> like you know, 15 seconds. Uh, and it would yeah. be like, other people could be doing these things. <laughs> They're all timed events. Just finished. Um... And it also, because to us, it was like, I get that, so, this is so, that, like, it was insulting the tests of our resourcefulness. Right. we were like, we can do all of these things, and for you to, but even I even brought all any of it up, we would watch other troops, and it'd be like, the dads are cooking that lunch. Oh, or the dads are cooking their bullshit. dinner. Or, like, those are dads setting up the tents and stuff for them. And, yeah. like, in our troop, we were very proud of the fact that, like, at a certain age, we didn't use tents anymore. We set up ponchos. We'd just be like a line between two trees and a tarp. Yeah. Um, so that like. So was this the, the adult like not helping thing? Is that was that specific to your troop, or is that supposed to be a universal BSA? I, I, I think that's supposed to be a universal BSA. They have to be there also because uh, they have to sign off on advancements. Oh, sure. As an older scout, I could sign off. I could like do the check mark within someone's like BSA book. Um, but then I couldn't actually, like, do the official signature on them. Right. So they had to be there maybe to, like, help and watch that. So there was, it, other Cause, than cause don't kill all... yourselves, there was reasons for them to yeah, be Yeah, because you're getting, like, fire building badges and, like, orienteering badges um, and shit like that. But we taught all of that. And even though when you would go to every year we would go for a week, it was the only time we actually stayed in, like, canvas, like, tent tents, almost mm-hmm. like we're, like, like, uh, like parent trap looking, like, yeah. like tent tents, even though they had, like, sure. I guess those were cabins. They maybe. were in cabins. But, like, the, like, very classic wood frame, huge canvas tents. Oh, a camp, And sure. that would be for merit badges. Yes. And, but I, all of, I feel like the girl scouting I did, we ended up in things like that at some point, too. Yeah, but, uh, all of those classes were taught by scouts, too. So even, even scouts taught the classes. So for the most part, yeah, it seems to me that, like, other than putting pen to paper, it's really our responsibility to do all of this ourselves. And then sure. also the, the promotion and, and of skills and advancement and ranks is also important too. Like my dad would go on every trip. My dad is like a big part of my Boy Scouting memories and why I like also look back so fondly on them. But sure. like he more than anybody would have been like, I'm not helping you at all. anything? <laughs> there were days, like, I remember when I was, like, learning how to do it, like, we didn't eat breakfast, or we didn't eat lunch, because it was pouring rain, and we couldn't get a fire oh, going. Oh, shit. And they probably could have helped, and they were like, no. That's, wow. like, how, or, like, you mess up dinner or lunch. And you have to eat, like, burnt food or Right, that's it is. what you're eating. Yeah. And that's just, like, how it's going to be. And it, when, you know, when you're 11, that sucks and you hate that. Yeah, of course. Um, but then you look back on it and you're like, I'm so glad they did that. Right. Um, yeah, and it's cool to be able to have those skills that are so... I was just about to ask how you felt like those still carried over. Not necessarily your day-to-day use of them in your right. life or anything, but do you feel like you would still be able to... Uh, when we... we uh, so, to, uh, Green Co. went to Alaska in... May, April, May of this past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we were in 
Sitka, which is gorgeous and beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go to Alaska, I recommend. We did we did five cities in ten days. So we did Sitka, Anchorage, Juneau, Kodiak, and Homer. Cool. Homer was very nice and pretty too. Homer was hippie Sitka, but <laughs> Sitka was um, also the, the Sitka looks nothing like if you've seen um, that Ryan Reynolds Sandra Bullock movie. I do um, know uh, player, which the I proposal. should when I was on the yes when I was on the ship it played every day I can like speak along with that movie yeah because uh, I've seen it so many times yeah. but that's the town they're supposed to be in is Sitka oh. and that makes Sitka look like this gorgeous quaint perfect little town and Sitka is very pretty but Sitka is like a rough and like outdoor rough kind of town mm-hmm. so when yeah you, the only one of those I've been to is Juno. And, you know, Which it's feels just like a like, ship port, it like is. a cruise ship port. And that's how I went there. Like, I was, I went on an Alaskan cruise, yeah. and we, so we saw a lot of the, like, Glacier Bay and stuff like that, but that was, like, one of the only bigger cities we went into. But, yeah, I mean, it was just, like, it was, like, if you stop off, you know, somewhere with a cruise ship in the Caribbean, right. you know, it, it feels oh, like they're everything, catering to And they're all fake. They're fake yeah. stores built by the cruise company to right. look like... Quaint little shops within the, yeah. So, I didn't like Juno. you get the glacier, though. Yes. Uh, that's the thing to see in Juno. Right. Um, and for that reason, it was cool. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I, I don't have much to say about Juno. Yeah. I also don't have much to say about Anchorage, because Anchorage looks like Des Moines with mountains in the back. Really? Um, <laughs> and that's not to say, like, shit on Des Moines, but, like, it's one of those sounds like, no one lives in the city center, and oh. otherwise it's just sort of boring... Office buildings. Sure. But there happens to be a view in the background. But like, it, the surroundings but are gorgeous. I loved Sitka because it felt like, you know, like the very, like Twin Peaks sort of feel sure, of life. Sure, sure, Even sure. Even though that's not Alaska. Um, but you can get But like that an feel image. of like an outdoor wilderness. Like, like we, in, in Sitka we saw whales. We saw bears. We saw bald eagles. Bald eagles eventually become like... Pigeons. And you just see them everywhere. You see them everywhere. That's the first awesome. fifteen you see, you lose your mind. Over. <laughs> and then you've seen your like a thousand balls. Yeah, and that's you're like, like get out of here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I've been to the Galapagos, and it's the same way. Like the the tortoises and the like blue footed boobies and the seals, or I think they're technically sea lions yeah. and um, iguanas. They're just like dogs. Like right. they're everywhere. Like yeah. all four of those things. It's like oh, there's. The thing that lives in these islands. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but it was, like, cold and, like, misty and, like, sort of gloomy in the prettiest way. Yeah. Um, we, like, did so much hiking and stuff. Like, I loved Sick. I think other people liked Homer more because Homer felt, like, hippie cool with mountains in the background. And, like, got, like, free massages in Homer oh, and stuff. Sure. So, like, Homer was way cooler, I think, for other people. But I loved Sitka. But the reason I brought up Sitka is that we were staying on essentially what used to be, a, like, a... a kids summer camp which is one of the worst accommodations we've ever had on tour um uh it, like it, they were not good like a closed campground uh, yeah but but they also used to be a community college so like we had some rooms facilities um but like uh, uh, like paper thin pillows oh, and like sure. they were they were not great and, like, and the you, mattresses are like plastic right that, that, and they're, that plastic yeah, yeah they're like um, four inches thick yeah. but in the like the woods near the camp was a fire circle and one night like they everyone decided they wanted to build a fire and I like tried to step back and like let them do it and I finally was like I'm doing this I, uh, I can't because everything do was it. like wet and like gross and muddy um 
And it was, like, really cool to still, like, be able That's to do awesome. that and, like, take control. And, like, for people to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're, that like, impressive. you're doing that. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. What all did you have? Like, what did you use? Uh, well, so, like, <laughs> they were just, like, trying to light logs. Sure. Um, which is, like, I, not, a, I guess... To me, it feels like, what are you doing? Did you have, like, a long-nose Pete, or Um, that's my dad calls him, the big, long... Oh, I don't know what... I think they had just lighters um, from the various smokers in the group. Right. Just lighters. Um, But I was actually, like, rummaging through this, like... I'm lucky I didn't get tetanus. Um, This, like, gross, dirty, like, old, abandoned wood pot. And I was, like, finding anything that was small and still dry. Sure. And then I was trying to, like, break that into as many small pieces as possible. So, like, I was, I was like, this is how I contribute. I don't want to take over. I don't want to be bossy or weird of, like, you're doing your own. Um, I'll just collect wood for them. That's a difficult situation. Um, Because it's like, you're with a group of people that none of you have ever tried to do anything like that before together. Right. And for the most part, probably no one had nearly as much experience right. trying to do it as you had, even if it was, if you're pretty far removed from it. Yeah. And then uh, at yeah. a certain point I was like, maybe if, if you, <laughs> and I finally just sort of did. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. But like, even though like, I'm building an A-frame, which is like so cool, because like there are various different ways to build fires. And like, right. that was like, to be able to remember to do this. And then like, I did this. With what would have been the equivalent of, like, a match yeah. to, like, when I actually, like, put mine together and stuff like that. Sure. that used to be with an archer. I don't know, actually, what... There's the totem chip and then the fire and... Fire and chip. Totem chip. Um, which are, like, the, the woodworking... The, like, how to use axes and saws and things like that. And then, obviously, how to, like, build fire. Those are two different badges. Those are two different... They're not even badges. They're cards. And you're supposed to carry them in your wallet... And if you do bad things, you get the corners removed from wow. them. Wow. If you get all four corners removed, you get them taken away from you, and you have to earn them again. Whoa. Does it... So, what is the card It looks signify? like... Almost like... It looks like uh, any of the IDs we used to get at, like, IO, I-O. or Second City or Annoyance or anything like yeah. that. They basically just, like, look like... It's like a colored piece of paper that's vaguely thick. Um, it says, like... I, this person, you write in your own name as like pass their fire. It's it's supposed oh, to say that like if you lose it, then you like can't help build a fire. Right, you can't help build a fire. It. You're not allowed to deal with that three quarter axe or whatever it may be. Got anymore. it. Um, now I, we would threaten that occasionally. Like a mall weighs six pounds. Um, the head of a mall, it's like a, a, sl- a mall is like a sledgehammer with a, a point. Uh-huh. Um, so unlike an axe, it's supposed to be that the weight is what splits it apart as oh. opposed to the driving of, like, a sharp edge. Got it. Um, a little kid picking that up, because you swing it from behind your head and then bring it down. Yeah. And watching a little kid try and do that, they're lucky they don't even fall over back. Right, right, right. Or you get, you overcompensate and you swing too hard and then, you know, that goes through your leg. Right. And you stab yourself. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, and, like, watching kids do that and be like, no. Oh, uh, that sounds horrifying. Because we would have to teach them all of that. So I would, like, threaten to cut off. But we never actually, most of us never got the cards. That's so hilarious. So there's never actually anything to cut off. Um, but the fire one I bring up, we used to be like, you had to do it with one match. Okay. And if you didn't do it, we would kick it out, anything that you, like, had, and then you would have to build it all again. You had to kick it out. So, like, for me, when I build a fire, I very much still think, like, if I didn't do this in one match, I did it wrong. Uh, Even, like, we're sitting, like, in front of my fireplace. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, which, like, I feel awful when... It, wood's really expensive in Chicago. Um, two years ago for uh, our Christmas present, Caitlin's mom ordered us a bunch of actual, like, wood, which is nice. amazing. We got to make a bunch of actual fires. But more often than not, I just buy, like, one of those, like, yeah. fireplace logs that you yeah. like. 
Um, but occasionally we'll get like real wood, and I like still even like building in like my house. I'm like, what I'm match? not going to use because like really it's just so Caitlin can sit and watch a movie and enjoy a fire. You're right. I'm not proving anything to anybody. Sure, exactly. And there is lighter food over there for like. We want to do that, but I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have a hatchet over there. That was my birthday present. No, that was our anniversary present one year to me, that, like, a hatchet so I could, like, split That's wood cute. and stuff like that. Did you read, like, Gary Paulson books when you were growing up? Mm-hmm. Was that a thing that accompanied your Boy Scouting? Yeah, yeah. Because I loved Gary Paulson books, like, loved. And I think I kind of yearned for a little more of that where Girl Scouting was concerned. Oh, sure. Because I certainly think that, like, and now looking back, and when I look at the comparison between the two as an adult, I'm kind of appalled. It's, it's, it, it sucks. Because it, there's, because Girl Scouting is lame. It's and incredibly there's no, there's gendered. There's no reason why it has to be. It is so unnecessarily gendered. Like, when you're talking about, you know, when you went to camps and stuff, doing all that stuff yourself, I was like, shit, I would have loved to, like, learn that stuff and do that stuff for myself. What The, the biggest things that we did was, like... It was, you know, it was it was so incredibly gendered. Right. We'd get, like, a sheet of aluminum foil and build our meal in it. Right. And then, like, wrap it up in the pouch and throw it in the fire right. that Put had been built for us. Yeah, like. like, but that was the extent of it, you know? And then they'd pull them out and pass them back out, and you got to, like, eat the meal that you made. But the same, it's like, who fucking cares? Like, I, you know, right. that, that's not... I wanted to be, like, and I I did do that kind of stuff on my own time. Like, I would go in the woods and build forts and shit like that with one of my neighborhood friends. And she was very much that way, too. Uh, But that was one of the things that definitely was, like, I don't need to do this anymore. Right, yeah, it stinks that the the largest association of Girl Scouting is cookie sales. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, Boy Scouts sell lame stuff to make money, too. It's popcorn Popcorn. is the Boy Scout thing, yeah. We used to sell Sarah's Chocolates, uh, which is a very specific Pittsburgh chocolate company. Um, But they sell chocolate-covered pretzels and whatever it may be. So we used to sell chocolate more than we would popcorn. Yeah. Um... But, like, I would have to do that stuff, too. But it's nice that ultimately, among odd prejudice and pedophilia thoughts of people, <laughs> unfortunately, when they think of Boy Scouting. Sure. Um, it's that, like, oh, they, they do outdoorsy things. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice association and that there's no reason why Girl Scouting isn't. It that. sucks. The man. organizations could almost be broken down exactly the same. The requirements could be exactly the same. It sucks. As someone who who did that, and and even you know when when I would go to Girl Scout camp, it was a lot more like summer camp, just in that you would have you know you could choose specific classes or focuses yeah. for the week, and the choices. And I saw this posted relatively recently. Um, that was, like, the same thing that I went through when I was younger. Because the choices were always, like, very, very gendered. Like, there, it would be, like, three, you know, like, cooking, cosmetics, like, crafting, Ugh. science. Yeah. And, like, that's what it would look like. A cosmetics bag is gross. That, that's what the breakdown would look like. It'd be, like, like hygiene, you know, like, hygiene. Right. But, you know, it's, like, yeah. fucking, you know, putting on fingernail polish and bullshit. Which I had zero interest in. Uh, and, you know, it was all these, like, very, very gendered things. And then, like, one thing that I would find interesting. Like I said, right. like, science. Right. Or, or something a little more, like, outdoorsy. But, man, if that didn't 
really, and I, I think I stayed in the organization for longer than I really wanted to because of a sense, because my brother was so into scouting and because, uh, my family was very close personal friends with the family that, uh, the woman who was the leader of our Girl Scout troop and all their like sons and daughters were friends with me and my brother. And, um, that definitely kept me involved for longer than I probably, like, wanted to be. But then, you know, I started playing soccer and doing theater more um, time-consumingly and was just like, this, I don't need this anymore. Like, I'm I'm missing meetings and don't really care about it when I do go. And, like, I was one of the only, I think I was a senior, which was, like, the highest rank. Um, and I almost got my silver award. Yeah, was it the silver star? Is that what the... I think it's just silver award and gold award. Okay. I think. I don't, yeah, I don't know. My mom almost got it, I think, when she she was young. See, but nobody, nobody attributes... Right. ...the same, like, seriousness. Right, it's like, because, like, I I don't know this from firsthand, but they tell you when you get your eagle badge that, like, if you were to go into the military... And, like, you want to do, like, officer training, that's, like, a tremendously huge, like, that doesn't surprise to have, me. like, your Eagle Scout badge. Yeah. Like, you're going to get, like, fast-tracked in ways. Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise me. Obviously, they tell you, like, it looks awesome on, on resumes. resumes. And so, like, I put it on there. I've never had anyone ever read my resume. Really? Like, oh, my God, you're an Eagle Scout. Really? Um, that's interesting. I know to be, you know, I... I like I do make believe for a living more often than anything else. Sure, but, but I mean even But even like Nick when I was Napier first right, a, a Eagle and, Scout you know, and he not, loves finding out that other that's performers true. Are Well, I mean I was in that show. I, I not, thought you were. I was not in the I couldn't be part of the original cast, but it got to the point where like I understudied that show for like I four thought you months. Did. So I, think I did that, might that have show been many, many, many maybe times. Maybe when I originally met you. because uh, I was like kind of interning around that time, I think, maybe was just out of classes around when that show was going up. Uh, What was it? It was originally called Tiny Fascist. That's right. And they changed it. Because that wasn't really what the show was anymore. No. Uh, Because I think Mick always wanted it to be a celebration of Boy Scouting with also a spotlight on, like, these are a lot of the problematic things about this organization. Yes. Which is any private organization... Like any religion or any, yeah, is it's hard when a very select group of people get to control what happens. Yes, um, and it was, it was, it was scathing a little bit in a way that almost felt like contradictory to a lot of the way I think. Dirty, yeah, yes, for sure. But also like people felt about Boy Scouts because like regardless of yeah the problems, almost everyone involved in the show, but we loved our time as it. That's good. And then I I think think that showed. Um, to a certain extent. By the end, uh, it was much more just, like, a goofy, fun celebration of Boy Scouting. Sure. Almost more than anything else. And that way it became, um, it was not prepared a Boy Scout musical. That's right. Or, or no, a Boy prepared. Scout musical not prepared, spelled K-N-O-T. Oh. In my head, I always thought it should have been the other way. Yes. A Boy Scout musical <laughs> felt more like the colon line as opposed to yes, the title. Yes, I agree, uh, but I think they just had so many people who didn't know what that show was, and they wanted people to know what it was. Right, and, and I it's mean, it's kind of like, like how they—I mean, Balloon Boy. Do you right. remember that show? Uh, it was uh, transcribed from a show they'd done twenty years before right. that called Your Butt. Right. The show is called Your Butt. 
It had nothing to do with what the show was, so they changed it right. to Balloon Boy, which was exactly, well, mostly what that show right. was about. And knowing people <laughs> call into box offices and stuff, I'm exactly. sure most of the calls were, it, 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 there's a Boy Scout musical, mm-hmm. right? So let's as just someone, call it. As someone who worked box office during that show, that's exactly how people asked about it. Or people would say, what's Tiny Fascist? Right. Or people would say, like, or I had at least a couple of people call in because I think they advertised that if you're an Eagle Scout, you could get it free. I think that was a thing, yeah. Because um, we would always ask at the end of the show if anyone was. Right. I remember that. Uh, and and I remember people calling and, like, I remember one guy in particular calling and, like, kind of talking my ear off about being an Eagle Scout. And I was like, cool, my brother is too. And he was just, that was just enough for him to, like, keep launching into it. It's a cool thing to, like, it's such a weird, strange connection, even though, like, none of our experiences are really the same at all, even though, like, we did. Like, I just found out Martin Morrow was an Eagle Scout. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. And we we found that out somehow walking from the train from Sedgwick to, and, like, (laughs) Charles Pettit was with us, and he might have been invisible, because (laughs) when we found it out, it was basically like, get out of here. Because we were so amped to talk about the fact that, like, we were both Eagle Scouts, and sure. then both of us carry our gold Eagle Scout card Adorable. in our wallets. Adorable. Still. Um, That's really sweet. I which love that. It had been told, I wonder if my brother does. I should ask him. It had been told to me to do, other than the fact that, like, you're proud and do it, that had been told to me by uh, my best, my other best friend, who is also an Eagle Scout, who I, we went through it all together. Uh-huh. His older brother is an Eagle Scout, and it was recommended, keep it in your wallet, because if you ever get pulled over, a cop will see it. Oh, hilarious. And it'll help. <laughs> and it did a thousand percent for me. I got, and I, I, what I look like when I got pulled over, absolutely should have got a ticket. For like a summer, I what was, doing, was supposed to be a landscaping job, but then ended up being that the company had been bought by like a water, like, Distribute. No, like, people who do water damage and stuff for homes oh, and prevent okay. had bought it. So really, all I did was dig holes. I was like Stanley Yelnitz for the summer. <laughs> um, and I, all I did That's was... That's a holes reference yeah. for anyone who lost that one. Uh, dig holes. And, um, I, I, but, like, we would have to, like, we, we, chemicals would be weird, and we'd have those, like... <laughs> really dumb looking sunglasses that are like shatterproof and stuff. Oh, sure. So when I got pulled over, I was covered in black tar, which was this stuff that we'd have to rub on um, uh, the foundation of a house that you would then put like this tarp on it. Then you would fill with like gravel and then fill back in. But it was all for like uh, water. Waterproof. Waterproofing. Is, proofing is the word I wanted for all of that time. Um, waterproofing. So I was covered in black tar. I had, a, I had really long hair at the time, so I had a bandana tied around my head. I cannot imagine you with um, long hair. And shatterproof sunglasses on, and I had taken my shirt off because I was also covered in mud. <laughs> so that's what this guy looked like when I got pulled over. Like, you a give that guy a ticket. little hippie right. gets every ticket that you pull him over um, for. And I, like, pull out my wallet, and when I'm getting my uh, driver's license out, he was like, oh, you're an Eagle Scout. And I was like, yeah. And he did was it, like, was it, like, how prominently displayed did you have? Right, it was, well, like, right, right behind your driver's license? Yeah, He's going to get his wallet. So I, have a, I do a trifold, because I like a trifold. Okay, okay. Um, and on trifold, the card thing is right oh, up front. Oh, so, so it like, is pretty prominently You open my displayed. wallet, and it's the first thing you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. And that's so I was doing hilarious. this. Is that I, strategic? Yeah, put it there, absolutely. Because okay. it was like, like if you ever get pulled over. That's um, what you were told, yeah. Even though, again, I'm also very proud of it. Um, sure, sure. But, like, so I, like, straight up 
pointed it at him when I took my license. <laughs> and he was like, you're an Eagle Scout. Yeah, you could not miss it. Like, um, it's, it's just in a clear thing right next to his license. Uh, and he was like, I was like, yeah. And he was like, me too. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And we, were, we talked about our projects. Because that's the first thing you ask. When you right. Eagle Scout. What was your Eagle Scout project? Right. It's the like, final thing that culminates in what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like talked for a little bit. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you a warning. Uh, like the, uh, I was Were you speeding? I, I, he says I ran a red, uh, which I don't think I did. Wow. Um, so I don't think that's true at all, but regardless, cause he was come, he did not, he was, he was perpendicular to me. Hmm. Um, and I like made a turn and then he came up from another street and followed behind me. Uh, so there's no, he didn't, he couldn't actually see the light that I was looking at. Right. I, I would contend if it did everything else. I absolutely went through it when it was yellow. Uh-huh. Uh, but he claimed I turned on a red when it was not like a red turn on red sort of thing. Got it. Um, but the Upper St. Clair, I lived in Bethel Park, which also would have been a bigger deal because I was not in my, like, town. It would have cost a little more because it was in Upper St. Clair. Right, 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 right. The Upper St. Clair police station was right down the road, and he was like, I'm going to follow you to there. And then I'm going to, like, pull off, and then you just, like, drive away. So he didn't even, like, write me up or anything. It was just, like, a verbal warning. And he, like, what? followed behind me until he Why? had to get to where he needed to be. Almost to just see, like, you're taking this seriously, I guess. That's so and weird. And, like, off he went. But, like, my Eagle Scout card absolutely guaranteed me that, like, I got out of a ticket. That and a thing that, like, I didn't hilarious. have to tell my parents about. I think I did because nothing resulted in it. Right, And right. my dad thought it was cool. Yeah, I was going to say, why not tell him at that point? Because um, my dad is prouder than anyone of, like, of the fact that I got Eagle Scout. Eagle Scout. I think that's probably true for my dad and my brother as well, honestly. Uh, I remember it being very, like, emotional when uh, my brother, at my brother's Eagle Scout ceremony, but I also think it it was because of his age. Like, he was, I think he was 18 by the time he had a ceremony. So I think he had just graduated from high school. Um, and he, like, finished up right as he was graduating. Uh, so I think there was definitely an added element of that. Right. Of like, you're, you know, not only are you going through this big rite of passage as a quote-unquote man. Right. Uh, but also, he was about to go off to school. It's just he and yeah. I and our family. Right. I would have been right there, too. I would have been in, it would have been like April or May of my senior year. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like his parents get brought up at an Eagle ceremony. Yeah. And the dad gets uh, a tie pin. Mm-hmm. And the mom gets like a, a brooch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brooch is not a right word because it's not big enough to be a brooch. But it's not exactly a pin no, either. I feel like I remember, because they have like the Eagle symbol. Right, they have the Eagle symbol on it. Like, enough that like women are almost, like, asked the mothers to wear something that has, like, a lapel on it. Oh, right, yeah. So it can be, like, pinned on them. I remember that, yeah. Uh, And then they also get, like, a flower pin with it, too. Almost like you're, like, putting on, like, Uh, almost like a boutonniere onto your mother. (laughs) Right, Um, right. But, like, yeah, my dad, it meant a lot to my dad. What was your project? Uh, I... So my church had a life-size nativity scene, actually slightly larger than life. The tallest wise man was like seven two. Um, wow! Who I think was Balthazar, <laughs> Malchior, Balthazar, and Casper are the three names of the wise. Right? Um, Do you know which um, gift is attributed to which wise man? N- no, I don't. Me neither. I, I, I would have been at a time. I absolutely would have been able to tell you because I could look at them and tell you which is which and know what they were holding and then know what they were holding. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, so they wanted a stable that could be constructed every year. But for figures that big, is basically a mini barn. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be taken down and put back up every single year. Oh. Um, so it was a lot of like engineering, sure, as well as it was like construction. Being of, able to fold things, right? But also being able to have and it's, like it's Western Pennsylvania where like it snows quite a bit, and like what do I do about like snow that collects on the the roof? Which I don't think it looks great. They still put it up. I was going to ask I if they still think, use it. That's every cool. year, my dad calls me when they put it up, and every year he drives past it, and every year he wants me to like get out and get a photo with it. And every year I go, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. It's cool that they still put it up, but like it's now. I don't that, need that was, a different picture of it every year. It's 11 years. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Um, yeah. But at the time, it was a, my mom works at Brookside Lumber. Um, and at the time, there was a, a, a roofing material that was, like, brand new. and was, like, state-of-the-art in terms of the way it, like, grooved and stuff. So part of the roof is on that. That's um, great. Which at the time almost looked cool because it was clearly like, what's that material? Right. That's like new and cool looking. Now I don't think it looks that great. Right. Now there's got to be something that looks more like actually like exciting or actually looks more like wood. Almost the way that like now you can get like laminate floors that look exactly sure. like hardwood. Sure. Um, there's got to be some sort of material like that. But in addition to that, I also had to build a, a sty um, for the donkey because the the pastor at our parish at the time was so adamant that the donkey, in my original design, that the donkey would not be in the stable. <laughs> and I was like, you've got no problem that the oxen and the lamb are hanging out, like, right next to the baby Jesus. But if that donkey's the donkey? in there, all, all bets are off. Was it live or the... No. It was a... Like, a... They're, they're all, like, a heavy porcelain. That's what I was going to um, ask. Um... That, like, could absolutely, like, shit. That donkey's ear has fallen off a hundred times. Um, and the How don- do they truck those things out on the lawn? They're, they're, he- they're, not, they're heavy, but they're not that heavy. They're oh, hollow. they're hollow. Baby Jesus is now filled with cement because it was a big thing in uh, our community. People kept stealing <laughs> Jesus's <laughs> nativity scenes all across the... Um, so oh, Jesus weighs, like, 400 pounds. Great. Jesus absolutely... And, he, he, you know, he's small because he's only... Like, he's a baby. It's a baby. And he, but it's, he, like, a little bigger than a he baby. He comes in a crash. Because the crash is the actual thing that carries him. Uh-huh. Um, the manger or stable would be the larger. Um, but, like, it's a really awkward thing for two people to carry. <laughs> the thing that one person wants to carry. So he has cement in him. The donkey actually used to be at our house forever because somehow it became my dad's job to fix the donkey. When his ear would fall off, or up until even like last year, that my nephews wouldn't want to go underneath our deck because, because the, donkey the donkey was scared there. Them. Um, this is that the first year. That is so absurd. My dad All, Everything you just said is like such an absurd But that's like me. the bureaucracy of Eagle Projects is insane. Yeah, so, you said it has to go so, on. So you have to, you, first you basically write a term paper mm-hmm. on what you're going to do. I think that's what took my brother the longest. It takes forever. To do, yeah. um, because you're also in high school and I'm pleased to hear that your brother was, like, 18 when he got it. Yeah. In our troop, they didn't even let you... This was absolutely just our role. You were not allowed to start working on it until you were 16. Oh, wow. To ensure that you were doing it. 
and then uh, you were mature enough to be doing it. Because there would be like 15 or 14 year olds that would get eagle, and they'd look at them and go like, your dad did everything, your mom sucks. did everything. And it doesn't mean There's anything. There's no way you did any of this work. You didn't actually get anything out of that experience. Right. It's just a thing that someone earned right. for you. Right, because I remember being 14, and I realized like, I'm only 18 now. But 14 and 18 are so bad. The same way that, like, 22 to 18 and 25 to 22, you're a different Yeah, those are person. all really, yeah, yeah. All and, those are very significant jumps. And at 14, I could not have been doing that. Right. Um, but you're also, you're still 18. You're in high school. Like, I'm trying to get my, like, classwork done. Yeah. Um, so I would finish classwork at, like, 9 or 10 at night. And then, like, it would be, like, another two hours of, like, writing this Eagle paper. Yeah. Um. That, like, gets written up, and then it gets sent to the your adult leadership council within your troop, and then the board of review. Because you also have to be – every every uh, rank ends with a board of review where you sit down in front of adult oh, leaders. Oh, right. Yeah, um, yeah. And they ask you questions, and they ultimately determine whether or not you're worthy to, like, move on to the next one. Even if you've met all the requirements, they finally have to say yes. Weird. Um, it is weird. Because um, it's like I deny did, people. Not me ever, but yes, hmm. um, people would be denied, and for just like crap reasons, other than like I don't want to give you life right now. Ultimately, I don't want to give you life right now because like if you get life now, you're going to be life Start forever before you get eagle. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, it it might not look good on paper to see that you were life for so long. So like ultimately, right. maybe you're looking out for that person, but not really. Just yeah, like, give it my him. brother, I think I mentioned this to you that my brother was for like a year and a half. Oh, I was like for forever. Um, yeah, because it's the last thing. And before you finally get that, um, what's the, what's usually the like span of time between the ranks? How many ranks? You are have you? to be star. So it's, it's uh scout, Tenderfoot, second class, first class, star, life, eagle. Okay. You have to be star for four months before you can be life. You have to be life for six months before you can be eagle. So a year and a half is not insane to think that. Also, just because, like, you can get through the other ones pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I was probably star for, like, six months just because, like, oh, I could go for life, but, like, what's the rush? Right. Knowing that, like, I'm going to be. But then I was probably, like, life for maybe a year or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you do that and you go through their board of review and then you go to the council board of review. And then I think they ultimately do like the, well, it would be district and then council. And then they say, yes, that's an approved Eagle project. Interesting. Uh, those hours fortunately count towards, cause you personally have to have a hundred or 120 hours yourself. Right. Dedicated to this. And then you need at least it's, I don't remember the exact numbers anymore. It's either hundred or 120 up for hours from other people. Towards your project, yeah, too. I helped my brother. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's hard to do. Also because, like, mine was complicated in its construction, but it, more so that I needed people to be watching to make sure we were doing it right. Like, I actually sat down with, like, sure. an engineer sure. and a, a carpenter to, like, make sure I was doing it right. But it ultimately wasn't, like... 20 people can't really be helping do this. Yeah. Um, Six is about the right number Mm -hmm. to make sure everybody is, like, measured. So I only... But for that many people to get that many hours combined... Right, so then it became things like... 20 hours? Right, so then it had to be, like, I landscaped the whole area where the whole thing did almost to, like, get extra hours for people to be... And then I almost became, like, a foreman of my project. Interesting. To make sure that, like, other people were doing the work to, like... Because some of them are like, like I told you, we were talking about this previously before, uh, the, our municipality decided that they wanted no dumping <laughs> signs in front of all of our storm grates. 
And two different people that I knew got approved that as their ego project, which means their ego project literally consisted of I would sit in the passenger seat or someone else. You would drive up to a storm drain, you would throw down a stencil, spray paint it, and move on. That is the biggest piece of bullshit uh, ever. <laughs> and how they got the hours, I do not know. Because they absolutely oh, had it, a lie. It would have to be 200 hours of that. Right. And I mean, like, I, you know, we'd be in a car for four maybe, but it would be like... You could do... There's no way there were enough okay, places I, that you could right. do Right. I had on. my four and you had your four because you were driving the car. That's only eight hours. Right. And unless it took you a hundred yourself to write this Right. Thing, that's what I was going to say. Um, how, mu- how much did you pad that essay? <laughs> right. It doesn't check out. But yeah, it would be... But, I'm sure they had to outline, like, the importance of no dumping in the storm drains right. or whatever. It, oh, yeah. It became an ecological essay. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, because it was... It, yeah, it's just like That's thinking so back to dumb. how many dumb ego projects there were that I like helped with, and then how many like really cool ones also. Yeah. My, I, I, I always thought it was very cool. Um, my brother's project was he. Uh, I don't know if it still exists, but while he was there, he established a yellow ribbon project at his high school. Um, I'm not sure if he had been like personally affected by someone who had mm-hmm. committed suicide, but I believe one of his like very close friends had. Um, so it was a topic of importance to him, right. and uh, I'm sure it was like poignant and uh, you know I want to say easy, but that's the wrong word. But like. To, to write about, you know, it's oh, something sure. that he was passionate about, but I helped him physically make yellow ribbons yeah. to, like, pass around at school, and um, I know that was a big part of his, like, physical project was implementing it at the school, but I wasn't at the high school at the time, so right. I, I'm not even sure, like, what it looked like yeah. while he did it, but I, I thought that was yeah, it's really cool. cool. I, I, in retrospect, I wish I could go back and do something that maybe I was more passionate about. Sure. But I also don't, at that time, I don't know what, what that it been. possibly would have been. That's, like, a really cool thing, and a yeah. thing that, like, 18-year-old Adam would have been like, oh, hell yeah, I'll help with sure. that for sure. Sure. But, like, yeah, I don't know. And also, I think, uh, I, it's, it, it's interesting to me that I wonder if any pushback from the BSA of working with an already established organization. Oh, I don't if know. The, if there was any challenge to there yeah. to that, because I know sometimes it would be like, oh, I'll want to do something for the American Cancer Foundation. Well, that's and a weird thing because, like, well, like, that's their thing. And they right. don't like if, like, the BSA, like, dip their hands. Or so. so there's, like, interesting right. things. But at the same that. time, it's like, do you really want to discourage someone right. from Just like, helping such, right. like, right. good I know causes? Like, cause, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, so most of what I helped with are people who, like, did something for, for their, their church, church or a church in the community. Like, we, I, we cleaned up the entire basement and rec room. The guy who I actually did my ego ceremony with, John Hollis, um... He's ended up taking forever, though, because the glue that the tile, they had, it was, I remember we had to pick tile off the ground. We were, like, revamping the entire basement. We could not get the glue off the floor from the tile. That sounds like a nightmare. And that ended up taking, like, an additional, like, 50 hours. So he's had Jesus. an insane number of hours to it. Oh, which, on God. paper, seemed like, you'll get the hours. But this one's going to be pretty, like... They're very straightforward of, like, and, like, you can send a 16-year-old kid or a 15-year-old kid in here, like, this is what you're doing. Sure. You know how to clean yeah. stuff up. You know how to yeah. pick stuff up. You know how to wipe a wall. You know how to paint. Right. Um, and it ended up being, like, so... That's so Incredibly funny. tiresome. But, like, another... I think I told one of my other best friends, he fixed bikes. Oh, that yeah. That got sent to Africa. 
That's um, so cool. And I have no idea how he found out about that cause. Project. Yeah. Because I had never heard of such a thing before. Um, but that was another thing that, like, I had no idea to fix a bike. Yeah. Only, like, two people actually knew how to do the, like... So he so, couldn't exactly get lots of... Right. So at most it would be, like, four of us in his driveway. And I would clean bikes. <laughs> and then I, I knew how to clean, a, like, a chain and put a chain back on. Because yeah. that was, like, relatively easy enough. But, like, right. actually how to fix, like, brakes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I have a, a very basic working knowledge of all that stuff just as someone who... Uh, has a bike and enjoys trying to figure things like that out. Um, you know, being able to adjust my own brakes and stuff like that so I don't have to take it into a shop right. every time I need something. Um, so I, I, yeah, but as a, you know, 16 year old. Oh, yeah. Especially, for the most part, they were very simple bikes where sure. like, brakes you're talking, you know, like push back pedal. Oh. Um, not even necessarily even like handle brakes. Yeah. Certainly some of those. But, like, maybe you would encounter a couple bikes that had, like, speeds on them, actually. Uh-huh. And in which case, it was like, I don't like even, nobody can I don't even know what to do. Except maybe right. him, because he chose And him. I don't even know if he knew how to actually do, like, That's anything funny. to that degree. How did he get them there? Uh, I don't know. We, they all came on a truck one day and picked all of them up. Oh. Um, so that where the truck went... I have no idea. <laughs> and I don't know if he has any, like, documentation, because that would be that, a cool thing of, like, yeah. here's an African child or, like, an African riding woman a bike, riding a bike. Um, and, and the whole purpose, I think, was that in, in some areas, town is so far away from the community. For sure, And it was, yeah. it was to help cover those distances yes, yeah. for them. Uh, and make life simpler in that regard. Yeah. Um, but it would be cool to have documentation of, like, here's here's someone on a bike that you fixed. Yeah, and sent yeah. Over. But I mean, honestly, he does. <laughs> I don't, we don't, we, we don't not talk anymore, but, like, it's you not, know, it's just we're... It, it's not a thing that you would just, like... <laughs> certainly, if I was going to talk to him about, like, I, I will be... The next time I talk to him, will be like, hey, you're invited to my wedding. You're right, sure. Um, it will not be like, what happened to those bikes? <laughs> If I if I meet him at your wedding, then I'll just be like, oh, yeah, hey, man, sure. heard about those bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope he comes only for that reason. This is very bad. Bikes, go ahead. But, I mean, the last time I talked to him was his and wedding. And he'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what that is. Oh, man. That is hilarious. Um, what do you think... Uh, what, so we talked a decent amount about, like, working your way through the ranks. We talked a decent amount about, like, the camping aspect of it. Uh, what do you think were some of your favorite times just, like, on a week-to-week basis showing up to a meeting that you had for Boy Scouts? Sure. Um, I mean, all my best friends were Boy Scouts. Um, Adorable. And, like, there were, like, six of us, and... Almost all of us made Eagle. So, like, it was just, like... So, on, even, like, on the weekends or summers when you were, like, helping out other people's, like... It was just hanging out with your friends. It was just hanging out with your friends. Like, That's lots great. of times... I, by the time I got to be a junior or senior, I did have other, like, best friend, close friend groups who were not Eagle Scouts. And mm-hmm. they would also be like, man, it's a Friday and Saturday night, and you're going to go doing? off... It's snowing, and you're going to go to some campsite, and, like, like you're missing out on stuff. Yeah. And be like, my brother definitely went through that, and I honestly think he probably caved to some of the pressure of that. Uh, he did marching band, uh, so, like, any of the marching band stuff was definitely priority right. over any of the Boy Scout stuff. And, yeah, it, it could be hard, for sure. I probably had to miss 
but it only would have been one camp out a year. We did for sure one camp out a month, if not two sometimes. Wow. For like a play weekend or sure. something, maybe. Uh, but for the most part, it was like, yeah, I get it that we're missing out on some stuff, but like ultimately, they're most of the people I'd be hanging out with. Sure. And it's basically like being unaccompanied. Yeah. After like 11 oh, yeah, o'clock, sure. all the adults would go to bed, and then you're just like hanging out in the woods, having a good time. Right. With like your friends, and like stay. And it's like a it's like a sleepover once a month. Sure, sure, sure. Two not like it like two in a row because it would be Friday night and Saturday night with Hilarious. like your best friends. Um, and on a Tuesday night, yeah, not to love. <laughs> maybe you had homework and stuff too, but for the most part, meetings were still just hanging out with your best friends, um, and getting to do like really cool, crazy things that other people didn't get to do. Like, um, there's a trip called Sea Base where you live on an 80 foot schooner for a week and sail around the Florida Keys. That's awesome. And I got to do that twice. My, uh, my boss's sons have done a like... Tundra camp. Oh, sure. One. I don't remember what it's called, but they have to, like, dig a hole out in a bunch of snow yeah. that they live in for two days and, like, make all their own food and stuff like that. Uh, so I think it, it's, like, similar to what you're describing, right. but in a, like, frozen tundra. Yeah. <laughs> or we got to go up to, uh, it's uh, called Halliburton, and I have no uh, connection with the, the awful company, um, <laughs> in Canada. It's, like, real far north in Ontario. Um, it's actually where Meatballs was filmed. Oh, hilarious. And you know, I tried to find Bill Murray's cabin. Um, <laughs> I have friends who went to the real camp that where they filmed um, Heavyweights. Oh, sure. And it was the same way. Like, they were always, like, talking about, uh, you know, the blob. Like, they really did have a blob. Yeah. And they really did have, a like, a lot of features that are in the movie. <laughs> uh, almost, if they were there, I couldn't find any of them. <laughs> uh, it was a very large camp. But, like, it's the kind of, like, you're, where you camp, and we were there for, like, two weeks, is, like, basically an island in a giant lake and you have to get everywhere by canoe. Awesome. Like, way, like, oh, if you hike, it's, you know, it's way, because there are ways Over. that, like, connect it and stuff like that. For the most part, it's just, like, hanging out in canoe. And I remember, like, laying in the middle of the lake in a canoe at, like, four in the morning and you're so far north and, like, the sky is, like, nothing you've ever seen yeah. in your life. Oh, I just got chills. Um, and, like, I'm not a person who's typically odd by nature. Yeah. Which is... Shitty because like because of scouting things like I've got to see so much of it. Sure. Um, but like that was like a like. Oh yeah, my. you got bored by bald eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, if you, get, if you saw it, I, them, I did. I know um, that. I know that's more a uh, uh, victim of you know just how many there right. are. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just like oh, I didn't know there there you know there are that many stars. Right. But you never see no that. Yeah, anywhere that you that you and I and a vast majority of people would live wouldn't you would have way too much light pollution right. to ever see all and that. that and it's like, man, that was just like to get to get to do that. And that like for the most part the troop paid for a lot of like you cool. would you would pay like a dues almost you, into sure. the troop and then like but like for the most part a lot of the the trips were paid for, mm -hmm. so these were, like, free experiences, sort of. Right. Sea base cost a lot of money. Right. And the fact that my parents were so generous to pay for it both times is insane and very nice. But my dad came both times, too. Nice. So, like, he so got to do it, too. So then it's also, like, 
weird little, as much as, my dad would try and hang back and let it be, but my friends loved my dad. My dad's a kind of scary guy. My dad's an unbelievably nice guy, but he's kind of a scary guy. My dad's sense of humor is yelling and screaming at you. Yikes. Um, <laughs> like, it took a really long time. I'll say until I was, like, 16 before I could figure out, like, is my dad... Actually goofing bad. around with me right now? Wow. Or is he actually screaming at me? Because I don't know the difference wow. sometimes. Not like not a violent man. Right, sure, sure. Um, but like a scary, loud, angry man. Wow. Um, has like a temper to him. Um and so it always put like the younger scouts and all my they loved my dad. So he would ultimately end up being involved somehow just because, like, it was, like, something, like... Everybody you know, would want to Or, like, an 11-year-old kid pees his, like, pants or something. <laughs> they, they go tell my dad, which is insane to me. Like, of all the people to tell, Don't tell him. you went to my dad? Which Don't is, like, yeah, him. well, at 11, I would have been doing that, too, but right. I don't have a lot it's of options. Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the guy who lives in my house. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, somehow my dad became, like, the, like... Cool, relatable, or the one they all wanted to wrestle and fight oh, like, was like sure. my dad. The fun dad. Um, so like he would be on those trips too. So also they were like vacations with my dad. Sure, like a, a very specific thing that like I got to do with my dad. Yeah. Um, now I I'm the only boy, so in general I already I think you I have one sister. I have two sisters. Two I have sisters. an older sister and a younger sister, and I'm the middle. Um, I, I I had a relationship with my dad already for that regard that sure. I didn't. Um, I think it was also really cool for him to see something I was really good at. Interesting. I was good at scouts. Being a scout. Um, like, I was the youngest senior patrol leader our troop ever had. Ooh. Um, which is like a hot, which, uh, the leadership skills I got out of Boy Scouting is like amazing. I'm I would forever so. grateful for those. Yeah. Senior patrol leader is the scout who's in charge of the entire troop. And I was senior patrol leader at 13 or maybe 14. Whoa. Because there's just a big gap people ahead of us. Yeah. Which means all of a sudden I'm in charge of, like, my best friends what to do. Yeah, Which is, like, a hard thing. They don't want to listen to you. No. But so I It's like being a prefect. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then I was done. Like, we had... There were patrols, and then there's a senior patrol, at least the way our our troop, like, worked. Mm -hmm. But once... You left your patrol to become senior patrol leader. You were forever in the senior patrol. Oh. So then, and for many years, I was the only person in the senior patrol, other than whoever the new senior patrol leader was. Right. Um, so then, like, I was then, like, removed from the, like, younger scouts, and I basically became, like, an adult leader, kind of, at, like, 14. Yeah. And then, like, 15, see, my last, like, couple years of scouts were basically just, like, I was the, if you needed like requirements. A, like a counselor in training. Yeah, I became the guy you go, like, I need this and all, or whatever. Like, my job was just walk around on, like, campouts and be like, who, what kids need second class? What kids need first class? Hilarious. I was, like, that guy. Interesting. Um, and, I, and then I was also, I was the fire and cook guy. Nice. Those were my, like, my jobs. Which, like, I loved doing. You meant you had to wake up first because you yes. had to get the fire going. Right. But if you cooked, it didn't, you did not have to clean. And yes. And you did not have to collect wood or split wood, which were, like, the, like, heavily physical things. Yeah, I was going to say. And I was like, no, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> so I would, like, I'd build the fire and I'd cook, which made it look like I was doing a lot of work. But to me, cooking was fun. Yeah. Easy. I was going to say, who doesn't, like... I I think that the best, like, pairings of people are when one person likes cooking and one person doesn't mind washing dishes. Right. Because there are people of that ilk. I am not one of right. them. I would much rather just, like, cook everything. And oh, have yeah, I hated the dishes. cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, we, 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 used, we had three bins when we were cleaning. It would be soap, oh. rinse, and then bleach. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 
And God, you'd get bleach everywhere. And, and they were our camping clothes, so it didn't matter. But, but it, still, I would always still be frustrated. It was like, yeah, I realize I only wear this camping, and I can only wear camping because it smells like shit. Because <laughs> like, everything permanently smells like fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was the thing, too, because I had really long hair at the time. So, like, even for a week, my hair, hair just would. smelled like yes, fire. Yes. You also, like... A, a night before, maybe, so a Saturday into a Sunday, you let the fire die down a bit, but you just put a big log on it, so on Sunday, hopefully you can breathe the fire back to life, you don't even need to start again. Mm-hmm. That means you're, like, in the coals, and you're basically doing a push-up on the ground. So I'd, like, get in, so I, like, reeked of fire, I'm too. sure. Um, so, but it would still be like, I just ruined this sweatshirt, there's not bleach all over it. So I also, like, hated doing the dishes, that because bleach would get everywhere. Crazy. yeah, yeah. Um, and I absolutely, uh, one of the hardest things for me when I first went to the Boy Scouts, absolutely, was the fact that, like, things get so dirty. <laughs> and, 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 like, for some, like, I couldn't get my mom out of my head of being like, I have mud everywhere. No. Um, to the end of the point so of, like, dirty. yeah. To the point of, like, when I laughed, it would be like, someone has to go lay down in that mud bottle? Okay. Um... <laughs> But That's was, probably a good thing. Yeah, I was awful at sports. I was awful. Hilarious. Um, I also, I entered high school under five feet. So Ooh. I was oh, so small. little baby <laughs> I was so small. I grew like five, seven, five to seven inches in between like freshman and sophomore year. Okay. But so like, I'm sure it was hard for my dad to go like, man, God is, bless him. What is this kid? <laughs> He's not particularly good, which is why I think he loves watching me now do like theater and performing so, sure. so much. Because it's like I was like, "He's good at this." That's your this sport. What he's supposed yeah, to be doing. That's your sport. Um, but prior to that, there was only one fall play a year. There's not a lot to see me doing. He got to see me be like, "Oh, my son is good at, at like being a leader, and my sure. son is like good at cooking on a fire, and he's like good at like building fires, and like yeah. he's like very like self." reliant and resourceful and like things was that which was in addition to also my dad absolutely i think if he could have maybe would have joined the military Interesting. um i inherit i i think i inherited from i have the re- most ridiculous admiration for people in like the armed forces nothing makes me cry more than like soldiers coming home or oh my god I mean, people those... getting the medal of honor <laughs> really? i literally like thinking about Destroys it sometimes you. can make me like weep like a baby i'm like that like uh jesse stegner and i have taken to like if we're ever in airports, uh, and we just, like, see, like, the APO area oh, of the yeah. airport, like, I can start crying, or USO, excuse yeah. me, um, if we, I can start crying just, like, seeing that, yeah. and seeing people just, like, waiting for people anxiously and, and excitedly, like, I will, tears will just start running down my face, right. and she's the same way, so we both, like... And it, sometimes I'm not, like, cause, like, because it's almost more weird or anything, like, I have to hold back, like, I want to say I thank you, and thank you to any military person yes. I see, to yeah. the point of, like, saluting with such a thing in voice because I want to, like, salute them. But, you and know, like, like, like... Also, like, that would imply that maybe, like, I was also, also... like, I'm not. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just some dumb kid who, you know, yeah. pretends. I, I've been doing contracting uh, work for Cards Against Humanity for the holidays, and one of the things that they do is um, anyone who has is a deployed service member, they'll send them a free copy of the game. So anytime I respond, we have, like... Not a strict, like, guideline, but, like, a pretty detailed, you know, list of things. Like, this is how we write salutations, like, for their voice, quote-unquote. This is how we write, um, you know, greetings. This is how we would write the body of the email, and this is how we'd write the salutation. And usually it's just cheers or best or whatever. And anytime I write an email to one of those people, I sign off by saying thank you for your service. Right. Just because it's, like... 
I feel like I have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. We're they, acknowledging that we're giving you this yeah. because of they your position. They do an unbelievably amazing thing. And there's, I, I think my, there's a, my dad, I, I think, I, and I have some of it too. Also, we read so much comics because there's like, there's, there's so, what they do is so heroic. Right. And there's like, there's like a, a heroism associated with like militarism mm-hmm. uh, that is sort of not, not in any way associated with Boy Scouts, but Boy Scouts <laughs> has that uh, military feel. Sure. Um, and certainly as you progress through ranks, there's a uniform that you wear, sure. you like earn badges. Um, the older uniforms even have a very army looking feel to mm-hmm. their dress. I mean, they are army colors. You wear like green pants True. and beige top. Yeah. And yeah. And um, the, they have the like button. The, uh, the epaulette. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, with the uh, the the cords that you wear and stuff too. Yeah, right. It's just so like very military. And, and they're all and, and all of the same things represent ranks and things right. like that. Um, and I think there's some sort of like my dad got to like vicariously get some amount of like military structure through me sure. and watching me grow through scouting. Hilarious. Um, which was something that, like, also why scouting was so, like, cool to him in that regard. Uh-huh. Yeah. I could definitely see that. And Because he, he is the He saves all of my stuff. He knows we're, like... Like, it was a really big deal when I, did, when I went in for the Boy Scout musical and I had asked for my uniform shirt. Oh, sure. For him, it was almost like, no, you don't put that on. Oh. Like, that, like, that's, like, almost, like... If up to him, I think it'd be in a frame. Wow, that's hilarious. I thought, I was totally expecting you to be like, and he was really enthusiastic. But um, I think he thought it was cool that, like, I was doing But at the same time, he was the like, fact that, like no. you have to wear your own uniform shirt. Did everyone? Everyone had to wear, which was also kind of crazy, because none of us matched then. Yeah. So all of us had different troop numbers on, we had different, which was, like, cool. That, yeah. At, in one way, but also, like. Cool. Uh, now, I'm. Anal retentive about everything, uh-huh. so like I would have watched and been like, "Why do they all have different troops? Yeah, what are their troop numbers? <laughs> this is weird. All of their all of their district patches are different." And yeah, then I maybe they would have been like, "Oh, it's their actual uniform, which right. is also kind of cool." That but is cool. Not all of us even had. Um, my eagle badge is now sewn on my shirt. Uh-huh. Um, that was the thing that like. At, it wasn't. It was not when yeah, I stopped why, wearing it. Yeah, right. Um, but my mom must have sewn it on at some point as my, like, dad's request. Sure. Um, but, like, some people still had, like, their life badge on it. Some people still had, like, their star badge because they they, like, they'd never even gotten, like, life on there before they'd even gotten Eagle. Hilarious. Was everyone in the... Sh- they tried to make... All the original cast members were Eagle Scouts, All but right? John Madison. That's right. That's he, right. If he, he listens to this, he'll be so mad that I even That you, like, that. called him out? Um, John made it to life. And then for some... I don't remember the, spe- the specifics of why, but he, like, ultimately didn't achieve Eagle. They gave him, like, an honorary Eagle thing, though, one night, which was, like, very nice and sweet. Like, oh, Mick oh him, like, uh, during the show? Yeah, oh, like, that's honorary Eagle ship. That's very um, sweet. And Montes was not. Right. But Montes was but he was a, an a D of the show. That's right. And then became, like, an understudy and then, like, jumped in. But yeah. By the time I was running it, Montes was just in full. Right, right, right. Bruce? Bruce left, yeah. I don't. I never did it with Bruce. I don't, maybe I did once or twice. I think I saw that show two or three times, or at least part of it, because I think I was interning during it a lot. Because uh, Jake left for forever, right? And which is when I came in for a really, really, really long time. And right. then John left for a very long time, right? And I would do John's roles, 
and then they both came back. But they not so like, and then I would ping pong between John's part. Remember parts that? Yeah, and Jake that's Snyder's so parts. weird. God, it feels like such a long time ago. <laughs> also, it's so funny that um, my best friend from college, Steve, came to visit me over that weekend, and then a bunch of like his friends and stuff. So when I, like, talk to his friends, the only thing they've ever seen me do is was that, that show. Boy Scout musical, which is so right? funny that, like, and they were like, oh, my God, that thing was so funny. It was so That's good. hilarious. And like, oh, man, you were so good in that. And I was like, and I, that is, that was a very funny show. And I, like, yeah. think I was, like, funny in it. But it's also, like, they're like, there were 12 of us on stage. Yeah, yeah. Like, and for most of the times, always 12 of us yeah, on stage. It was, if not 12, it was six and which, then six. Which is like almost a hilarious part about it in and of itself because it was not a very big stage. Oh, super and it was tiny. 12 grown men all wearing Boy Scout yeah, uniforms. And shorts. And the shorts. To wear the shorts. Right. And all of us in our basically like hiking boots. Yeah. So like it not light of foot hilarious. either. Like romping about. <laughs> it looked hilarious. Attempting our best at choreography. I was going to say and doing like instant choreography. Right. Not, not the band but like right and the, the, in the range of ability in <laughs> yes. choreography even from that little from like <laughs> yeah. I don't know I'm flailing right. to then like very like precise <laughs> and we're pitching a tent, tent pitching a tent, tent in the woods yeah oh my gosh yeah I wonder how much of it I can remember uh the Bob Marley one the scout master he dead yes scout, scout master, master he dead, dead. <laughs> um which is just no woman no cry yes um, right <laughs> uh that I think I could do Jake's ones I think I remember more than John cause John did not have a solo oh okay I don't remember as much because that was like that song was like jake's song and then he also the, the scoutmaster he did yeah yeah, and yeah. he also had the scoutmaster duet that's right that's um, right too uh, and the other scoutmaster matt ulrich it was matt ulrich and it was kellen right that's right because i think i saw both of them do it at at one point or another yeah um, matt, matt was the red and kellen was the yellow was the, the distinction between the two troops. I, I'm sure they had numbers that were... Bandanas uh, like, and stuff. Address, yeah, our neckerchiefs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or or yeah, would be the correct word for them. And uh, how they tied them was so different than how we had tied them. Oh. Uh, we would do a tight wrap uh-huh. um, with ours so that like it like fell in a perfect, almost like bolo yes. sort of thing. As right. opposed to like they let theirs hang out very much like... You tied a bandana around your neck, sort of thing. Right. Yeah. I feel like that. I vaguely remember all those little details and stuff. Because and like one of the troops got to this camp by on a plane, and one went on via a, car, a different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, the it, the car troop was attempting to save the troop whose plane went down. Right. That's right. That's right. And everyone died. Everyone died. Literally I do remember everyone that. Everyone dies. died. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's a classic annoyance ending. It really is. Um, I was the only original musical that... That's not true. Uh, for a, The only original musical that I was a part of creating, I should say, uh, that I was in there, everyone except for my love interest in the show died. Like, my character died, and the last, like, 
visual of the show was him holding me and like crying. <laughs> it was Charlie Carroll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just saw, I saw that show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cl- man. What a classic. Of yeah, it's ending. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a show that didn't really lend itself to everyone dying. <laughs> but at some point, just because you're in that building, you go. So I guess everyone should die. Yeah, man. I mean, the that show was rough from start to finish, but the roughest part was. The ending. Like, the first preview, we did not have an ending. Like, it, it is, that is not an exaggeration. We just did not have one. Um, and then, like, Paul and I think maybe Jimmy, someone else in the cast, um, were like, all right, we have this, like, banger idea. And Duke was like... I don't think that's gonna work. And then, and then we ended up like basically compromising between what Duke wanted it to be and what they wanted it to be. So no one was happy, <laughs> <laughs> and no one was alive, and no one was alive except for CC. That's so funny. That was the first musical I'd ever done. Ever really? I had like never previous. I-, I had no aversion to singing. I think I sing fine, uh-huh. especially for my job of singing comedy songs. Yes. Um, where you don't have to be great. Yes. Um, but even within the context of, like, the people I, like, work with, it was like, oh, I've, yeah, I have an all right voice. Uh-huh. Um, so it was never, like, an embarrassment thing, but it, I never, like, in high school would try out for a musical because it was like, no, they get to people who can really sing. Oh, sure. And that's not me, so why, why, why do would that? Why would I do that? And then in college, I tried out for one my, like, senior year to be like, I should do a musical. Uh-huh. And I, like, got a callback, and they made a sight read. Yikes. And it was a disaster. Sight reading is so hard. Which I don't think many of the people there could even do it. I think they were from, I think they knew the song, the piece. It was some sure. old Hammerstein piece that, like, yeah. we got handed about, like, a drinking, it was like a drinking song thing. Okay. And I was like, I, don't, I just didn't know where I, fi- I didn't know if I was a tenor. Which, speaking voice, absolutely I'm a tenor. Sure. Which I have since learned I'm also a singing tenor. I'm like a lower tenor, but like, absolutely I'm a tenor. Sure. But, you know, when you don't know how to sing, you, you sing lower, because that feels more comfortable. Yes, of course. Um, so I got put with the, the baritone. Yikes. And I like, couldn't do anything that they parts were especially doing. parts especially is so hard. So that was like a disaster. So I did, obviously was you not in that performance. did not get cast. <laughs> but that is so funny, though, about, uh, about comedy musicals and maybe even specifically like chicago based comedy that involves music um and maybe not so much in the like musical improv world because i think a lot of that exists because the people who get into it are like i can sing and i want to sing so i'm sure when you go to that it's like a team full of great singers whether or not they're actually very good improvisers But I've seen plenty of shows, and I think a lot of people who do, like, who do musicals and enjoy musicals have seen the same ilk of shows where you go, and it's like, why did this person get cast? I know, right? They can't sing at all. Right, but, it's, but like, you have to be like, yeah, but how funny but were they? But they're funny, right, and right. Yeah, the difference, like, the cast, we have now since had, uh, when I, the time I've been filling in on ETC, the cast of Mamma Mia, and the cast of the touring Lion King. Oh, yeah, I, I feel like I remember and that. And, like, every time you're singing, you're you, like, I you feel am like, a fucking yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, you feel like you've never, like, I'm a phony. You're the, you, like, imposter syndrome. Right, just, like, like creeps can't. through every And then for them body. to be like, you guys sing really well. And we're like, no, we no, don't. we sing garbage. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Kleiner writes amazing music, and there's such pretty harmonies, and it is beautiful music. And there are some, actually, like, within the ETC cast, 
cast now, like, like sure. Rissa and, and Asia, but previously that, obviously, like, Rashawn, like, Lisa Beasley, they can sing. Sure. Um, but they don't, it's not... They're not Broadway, Broadway Maybe we're showing. Um, but so like to hear that, like, no, you guys are so good. Is like, yeah. compliment oh. us on our comedy, <laughs> yeah. please. Like, okay, let's not talk yeah. about the music. I don't need to. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, uh, people are. It's weird because people are often surprised when someone who does con- at least in my experience, oh for sure, people are often surprised when someone can sing really well. Well, it's like with the with the, the the Pixie Dream Girl musical. Yeah, yeah. I had known that Amber Grencher. Yeah, God. Well, like had done musicals. She was in high so school. good in that show. But like, oh my God, it was amazing. Her you voice don't ex- is insane. Yeah, because it's a comedy. I remember, show. like, I didn't even know her very well, and I like gushed at her after that show. Yeah, because yeah it. Whoa! I'm here to see skits and bits. Right, right, right. Um, and you have a legitimate talent. Right. <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. I <laughs> I did a similar thing with Nick Shine. Um, oh, he has a very, he very, has very nice, such voice. a nice voice. And uh, and I had never seen him perform before. And the first song that he did in the show I saw him in, uh, I was like. Holy shit! Who is this guy? Yeah. Like, and after the show, I was like, "Hi, we've never met. I'm Mary Beth. You have an incredible voice." Like, <laughs> oh, you were you you would come over later when Hercules was on. That's right. Day. Yeah, yeah. And previous to that, uh, uh, I knew the distance was on, and uh-huh. I was like, "Man, Caitlin, what if I could sing like that?" <laughs> and she'd be like. You'd be on Broadway <laughs> because you have every other checkbox. Yeah, <laughs> but the one that matters the most—I can't even pretend to pencil in. Yeah, and you're, it's just you're like, a good character singer, but right. not necessarily. Oh no, like not even—not uh, go the distance. I, I can like the lowest note in that song. Oh, I can crush it. <laughs> <laughs> but like anyone beyond that is like forget it. And the thing, just like, gosh, I, I'm now like so envious. It also, just because, like, as the more, like, you perform and to realize, like, you're, like, where you have a deficit mm-hmm. is so funny to be, like... And then when I meet someone who, like, I know and who does what I do to be, like, well, you can do that? Yeah. Oh, my God. That is always so hilarious to me when people are just, like, blown away by people who are performers being good singers. Like, I, I don't know. I think I just, like... I think I just grew up around enough people who could do like the people that I worked with could kind of do both pretty well. You know what I mean? Right. But I think it's because it wasn't I did theater. I didn't do comedy. Right. You know what I mean? Comedy is its own thing. And theater is its own thing. So in the theater world it's like less uncommon to find people who are good yes. singers. Yes, and I would agree because, but in my like for high school for me, our theater and musicals were separate departments yeah. and they didn't touch. Interesting. And in high school, very much it was like if you do the play, I don't want you doing the musical. Yeah. So like it was like those are the musical kids. I mean, that's Blame. how it was at in college for me. It is uh, the well when I was there anyway. Since then, they've started doing more musicals in the theater department. But it was the small black box theater that just did. Yeah, our, our theater department, our my senior year did one musical, mm-hmm. and it was Something's Afoot, which is an Agatha Christie parody, yes. and I read the book because I was like, oh man, Maybe there aren't that many singers in our theater department. Sure. I'll do this musical. Yeah. I'll get to play one of these like character things. And the book for it was so bad. Really? I, I mean, that it. sounds awful. It was an Agatha Christie parody? Uh-huh. Yikes. It's bad. And it's, it's basically Clue. Yeah. Which is what Clue is. 
is, but but it's like the best version of but that. The, right, the best <laughs> possible version of that. Yeah. Um. So it's like it's bad clue. Yeah. Um, that sounds bad. So I did not do it. Yeah, they tried to do at least one similarly, like at least one for while you were there, like one during yeah. your tenure. Um, but I don't think we really did one while I was a student, but there was one show that was a Neil Simon play called The Good Doctor, mm-hmm. and they were all, oh, you're familiar with yeah, yeah. Uh, So they're all vignettes inspired by Chekhov plays, yeah. and I got, I know for a fact that I got cast as a non-major because one of them was singing, and I was cast in that one. Um, like, I... I was told that was the game. Oh, like, so funny. like the director was like, uh, "Can you audition for this role for me?" And like, no one else could right. sing well enough in the department. Um, so I did. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Uh, too too late for happiness. Um, I mean, I, I like I know it, but uh-huh. I'm not like that. that yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. just trying to remember what the but the song itself was called "Too Late for Happiness," and it was these two old people singing about how they shouldn't get together because it was too late for them to be happy. Oh, it was yeah. really sad, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a really beautiful song, and I got to sing it with a really good friend of mine, and it was a blast. And like that was. Pretty, I believe the sum total of any singing that I did on stage at while I was in college. Right. Um, but I did a lot of acting, um, and I did short form improv. So we would do we would cast people who could sing into the musical. Oh, games. sure. Um, but that was that was like it was fun. But yeah, it was very. Which it's so funny for me to think back now of like how much I sing now mm-hmm. compared to and why I wish I was so much better at it. I keep telling myself I'm going to take voice lessons. And I keep not doing it because I'll be like, the one I want to do, and then it, like, doesn't. Oh, but, like, I need sure. to, that doesn't fit my schedule or whatever it may yeah, be. But I, like, I, finally need to just, like, sit down and commit and say, like, I'm, I keep I'm telling taking myself I'm going to do, like, a dance or movement type class because I definitely think that's my, if you look at the things, right. that's my lowest. Oh, like, sure. On my list, way to bottom. I, <laughs> I don't know what this body does. <laughs> I would love to take, I, in the, in the I, I actually did check. There were no daytime ones. Oh. Um, and I didn't want to give up my Saturdays with, like, Caitlin. But sure. in the break, since I had so much daytime availability when I was in for ATC, I was going to take a tap class. That's um, amazing. But then, it's so funny because, like, I wouldn't have kept going, going, yeah. probably. So I would have had just, like, a weird, basic understanding. Of so ab- kind of tap. Of kind of tap. So, so someone could probably teach you, like, functional tap. Right, Dances. I could do the like the most basic of like, like a like cat, kid a cat, yeah, right, kid a cat, which is like the, what are you doing with that? <laughs> You're doing a scene about someone which, teaching someone else, right? To tap which dance. then specifically it would be like, yeah, what's I, what's a bad a guy who's bad at tap dancing, <laughs> right? Would be the scene I would write. But then I was like, what? Well, no, I'm not going to take hip hop, right? What am I doing with it? As yeah. much as like fun, maybe that class would be right. I'm never seriously going to put on a hip-hop dance right. performance. Uh, so, this is probably as, as good a time for this transition as any. Um, what are ways that you felt like, uh, that you feel like your life has been um, uh, overall affected by your participation in and your love of the Boy Scouts? And uh, probably speak to first, what are ways that creatively you've been really influenced and uh uh, sure. Yeah. The, uh, to the first, absolutely. Like I am a far more confident 
human being because of Boy Scouting. Cool. Um, it that was a thing for me that, like I said, like previously, I was good at, which yeah. I think is like really important for a young person to absolutely have. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Find a thing you're good at, uh, yes, and do it. Yes, um, even if that's like not a thing, like. No one becomes a, uh, a professional Boy Scout. Sure, um, right. Or if there are those people, I don't want to know them. Yeah, um, I was going to say, that sounds bad. No one should become that. Um, <laughs> that's that's like Bear grills or yeah. something like that. Uh, but it was like, yeah, it was so nice to have a sense of like, these are skills that I have and like I can utilize them. Uh-huh. Uh, and that makes me feel like good about myself. And even like... The, the, like, the leadership, like, tasks and responsibilities I was put with, like, absolutely did a lot for me, I think, in college and and, and even later in high school of, like, someone has to step up to the plate and be in charge here. And even if it applied to, like, like a a theater group or whatever it may be, I felt like I can do that. Sure. Denison did not have a, a sketch group previously to me being there, and... It was, like, scary to think, like, I'm going to... If I start it, I'm going to have to be in charge of it. Yeah, of course. Um, And everyone's going to be looking to me, and it's not like I'm any comedic expert, but it was enough that, like... But you've led stuff before, and you can, like... That's cool. You can do that. That's really cool. That'll be okay. Um, What a specific confidence. (laughs) Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, to know that, like, you you can diplomatically get people to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you've been tested as, like, well as you're going to be when you have to tell your best friend to, like, go pick that thing up. And right. And like, fuck off. Right, 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 right. You're my friend. <laughs> yeah. Who, on Friday nights, I punch a lot. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go pick that thing up. <laughs> Just because you told or me because to. because you told me to because you have some badge on. That or, like, so. if anything, you, they would be less likely to right. do it because you told them to. Um. So, like, yeah, that was, like, really helpful. Um, I don't know, like, if any, like, I mean, just, like, uh, the most basic of life skills, like, everything I know how to cook, I learned in Boy Scouting. Adorable. And to the point that, like, I would, like, cook at home and be like, God, what temperature is fire? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Like, I know what how to make lasagna. But it would be like, fire? Mom, what do you, what, what do you cook a lasagna at? For, like, when you cook it. Because, like, for me, it's, like, you know, like, that point where, like, the it's, flames. Not, it's not blue, but it's, like, it's, like, definitely, like, bright orange. Um, what temperature is fire? So, like, That's I, so I funny. didn't know. It's, like, like, the skills that are applicable, but only to a point. Right. So, like, when I would do experimentation at, like, home with an oven, it would be so much of, like... What my Major mom would hate. Everything cook- smells like gas because I'm opening the oven up oh, constantly right. and being, like... Yeah, this feels right. <laughs> this is about what it feels like when your hand is above a fire. Uh, um, but like, like, uh, like, I, I love like a strata or I love like a breakfast casserole, and those are things because I would just I was challenging myself on campouts because like What's everybody, a strata? a strata is like uh, a breakfast casserole that you sort of like. <laughs> I got in trouble from. Uh, the ETC cast for describing this to them not too long ago because I said the word congeal oh. and they say congeal is the most unappetizing word of all time. Uh, um, <laughs> you, you like rip bread into like whatever you're going to be baking it in. So like a, a like a, a glass baking pyrex dish. Yes. Yeah. Um, egg, bread on the bottom. You pour in your what is now scrambled egg. You add any cheese, meats, whatever you're going to do, um, and then. 
it like seeps into yeah. the bread sure. the night before. Mm-hmm. So then it's already sort of like a mass mm-hmm. when you bake it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Do, there are a lot of like breakfast casseroles, but you can do that with ripped up bread, or you can do it with like um, those like Pillsbury like muffins or whatever it may right. be. Yeah. Um, that, like, oh, yeah. a lot I've of definitely is, had things like that before, but I've, I've never heard it as it like that. plumps the egg, like soaks into, into it and the, soaks into the, and, like, the and it kind of, of it. so the, the bottom layer kind of is like a French toasty type yes. consistency. Um, yeah. but so you know, the strata is that it's already a mass when you like oh, bake it and we would do these camp outs in the winter and it would be like cold and I could like leave it out do that the night, the night before, before. it is the equivalent of like putting it in a refrigerator hilarious because everybody was making scrambled eggs and everybody was making just bacon or everybody was making pancakes i wanted to be like that's boring that's yeah like what a and things like that are so easy and they feed so many people right how can i challenge myself that's cool and there if i fail we have a bad breakfast. Yeah. Who cares? Right. Which I guess to like, I, at first when you said the creative aspect, I was like, I don't know. But then I guess like that's answering the question. That's of, cool. Like it was a place for me to try stuff without any risk of like, Adam attempted to make like orange chicken on a camp out. <laughs> right. It didn't go so well. <laughs> right. Who cares? Who cares? Because he tried to make orange chicken on a camp Over a fire. Right, which is, like, you're not really supposed to do that. Right. So, like, kudos to him for trying That's that. That's great. Um, and at the very least, we still have, like, the rolls to eat or whatever sure. it may be. Or we were going to make cobbler for dessert. We yeah. have the cobbler. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go hungry. We're also, we're home on Sunday. Who cares? Yeah, whatever it yeah. may be. It's not like you're actually trying to survive in the woods. Right. We're, uh, we're gone for three days. Right. Um... Bear Grylls is not making lasagna. <laughs> uh, Bear Grylls is drinking pee out of a right. rattlesnake. And, 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 like, I know those skills, sort of, too, yeah, yeah. which are, like, nice and cool to have. Right. But, yeah, like, yeah, it was. I guess it was, like, an ex- uh, like a test in experimentation and things like that. That's great. Um, That's a great answer. And I was, I was along, me along with the other guy who actually did all the plays and stuff, we were, like, the goofy, fun ones. And we were oh, very much, fun. like, the ones, like... I think my brother served that role in his troupe as well. Putting on performances and stuff around the campfire. I was going to ask about that um, uh, earlier. F- not, not like, there were, in, in camperees and stuff, you would actually have to do skits and right. things like that. And certainly that was always our job. But I mean in more, like, just the immediate group of the seven of us sure. around the fire. You guys were the the entertainment. Right. One, someone would bring a, a guitar and we would like, I, I guess that would have been before I even realizing like we're doing you musical improv. You were improvising. Yeah. We were improvising songs. He would play the guitar and we would write dumb songs. That's whatever awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that doesn't surprise the, me to hear it all. And I'm glad that we talked about that. Yeah. I figured that was probably an element of your experience. Yeah, for sure, and I guess to an extent, like, I, I I didn't do enough theatrical experiences to, like, I would have been experimenting with, like, character work and <laughs> sure. stuff like that, or, like, the things that, like, come so naturally when you start doing, like, improv and, mm-hmm. like, so much of it, but, like, I guess they would have been, like, here's a goofy voice, or, like, or telling a story around the campfire, sure. like, this person or this person, or, like, doing imitations You're just or naturally or, like, funny. Yes. Which is and, different. And, and even more so, there's something about, like... Sitting around when there is no radio and there's no television or whatever, like and finding ways. You, we, our entertainment is specifically each other, and and storytelling specifically is the mode in which we're going to communicate. Very cool. Um, that like I guess there was a, the performative aspect of that. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a, is, a pleasure talking yeah, to you. Yeah, this great. has been a total joy. Adam, I love you and I mean that. I love you too. I mean that. We did it. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.